Hi, this is Nels Davis, and you're listening to All the Responsibility, None of the Authority, episode number 55. And Nels, I think an analogy there is every dollar a product manager spends on accelerating their career should come back to them several fold. If you're being successful, just kind of being passive and moving along with the current, imagine what you could do if you really got strategic. Now, that was Greg Prickrell, a product management leader, coach, and trainer. And just last week, he and Daniel Zacharias launched Career.pm, a service for product managers to help them, us, to manage and accelerate our product management careers. Now, in this podcast, I bring you mental models, techniques, and ideas to help you deliver more value to market faster, to make better business decisions, and to improve your business and product management skills. One thing I haven't touched on much is how to manage your own career. It's something we product managers don't pay enough attention to. And too often, and I put myself in this category, we tend to let our product management career happen instead of taking control of it like we might do with our actual product. Now, you've probably heard maxims like, you are your own brand, and other ideas like that, but many PMs just haven't taken these ideas to heart. And that's why Greg is here. He believes that product managers should treat their careers like they treat their products, with a strategy and a plan for achieving the goals of the strategy. Not many product managers are doing this, though, or maybe even know that they should. And so he started Career.pm as a means of making this type of improvement. The payback is pretty high if you accelerate your career by 30% or more, for example, you get that next promotion or the next job six months earlier with the commensurate raise, and then get the job after that six months earlier and so on, the compounding effects of that acceleration can be massive. And not just to your pocketbook, but to your level of influence, your impact on the world, and your ability to deliver value. I think you'll find this conversation with Greg Prickrell as fascinating as I did, We mentioned several articles and sites you might like to visit during our talk, and you can find links to all those resources and more in the show notes at alltheresponsibility.com slash 55. Greg spent his product management career with IBM and SAP and has been coaching and training PMs for quite a while since then. I started out by asking Greg to describe his career trajectory, how he got started in product management, and how that eventually led to career.pm. Well, I started my career as an engineer and then became a consultant. So got experience engaging with clients and loved that and just had an opportunity like so many people. It just kind of fell into my lap and I took it around 2000. I became a PM for IBM, was at Microsoft for a few years. Uh, Domain-wise, my background is in workflow and BPM, then got recruited by SAP and moved to Germany where I live today. And it's all pretty much been B2B product management. So I fell in love with it. I didn't know what I was getting into really at all. Loved it. A few years ago, started my own consulting and training company and have loved that. So it's been exclusively consulting around product management maturity. I don't act as a product manager for my clients. I help their product management function have a higher strategic impact. And in terms of training, That is what took me down the path, uh, a long path, uh, toward this idea of career development for product managers. It sounds like so many interesting things to drill into. I'd love to hear more about moving to Germany and all of that. We'll do that in another interview, probably. 
when did you start to realize that product managers were not managing their careers well? Well, I guess from my experience in these big companies, with some rare exceptions, they have a lot of processes in place, but I'm not sure that I felt they were all that committed to my development. So I looked around me, I saw what people were doing, and it seemed fairly reactive to me. So I would take training every once in a while when budget was available. I would read books, I would read blogs and that kind of thing. But I guess I had this sinking feeling that what I was doing wasn't strategic. And then when I started teaching, I really felt pain around that because people would come to my class, they would leave informed. Uh, I'd like to believe they left inspired And I would talk to them later, and it was very clear that they were getting back to their jobs, getting overwhelmed with the operational demands of what they were doing, and not implementing all the stuff they had learned. And that killed me because I felt like they simply weren't getting as much value for their investment as they could have. Right. So so this was both a matter of applying the product management skills per se that you were training them on, as well as making use of those to leverage further growth in their own career? Yeah, I guess so. Although the latter, I didn't think about that much. I was really focused on trying to make them more effective PMs to have a a bigger strategic impact again. As I started thinking about education more broadly, so to me, I was just teaching a class. I hoped I was inspiring people and moving things forward. But at a certain point, I started thinking about training as part of broader development. So some of my clients and customers were asking for different things, different kinds of development. And I kind of had this epiphany that training is part of your professional development. There are a lot of other things that you should be doing to develop yourself. And if you're going to put that much effort into something as important as your career, it should be strategic. And that's where, you know, PMC, everything is a product to be managed. It occurred to me that it was very parallel to what I was doing as a product manager. That is career management uh, is a lot like managing a product or it can be. So I started thinking, you know, product managers should be some of the best people uh, in the world at managing their careers. And I didn't really see a difference from other disciplines. I don't think product managers are any better. And I think we just haven't connected those dots, that if we can manage a product, we can take a lot of those same techniques and manage our career. And to a PM, those are probably two of the most important professional kind of assets or things that they have, their product and their profession. And that's where I got this idea that training wasn't enough. I could offer more and that it should be based on some strategy, what I call uh, motivation, uh, business motivation. And a business motivation, you know, is an analog for a career motivation. So what are, what's your vision, goals, objectives? What's the strategy? And for me, that was the big breakthrough. Right. So it sounds like you're talking about a set of things that an, any product manager could start to focus on, irrespective of career.pm, which we'll talk about in a minute. So what do you see as sort of the most common mistakes and maybe the the first and simplest MVP, so to speak, of starting to take control of your own career as a product, product manager? 
Yeah, I think connecting those dots is essential. And the the big kind of pivot is just thinking, hey, I, you know, my product has a roadmap, shouldn't my career? My product is important if I want it to evolve in a sensible way. If I don't want to just be reactive, I need to formulate a strategy, uh, base a roadmap on that strategy, and then execute. And, you know, what most product managers, you know, most product managers, most professionals don't do that. They simply do not approach their career strategically. Every once in a while, we read about somebody that's done something like that, but we still not might not connect these dots that what they've done that's so impressive is they set a timeline for themselves, basically a roadmap. They focused on it. They defocused on things that wouldn't move them along their roadmap. And that's, you know, the biggest mistake is just not treating your career strategically. And that leads to a lot of symptoms, a lot of things like just haphazardly reading a book here, taking a course there, but these things aren't connected. And I would say that the first step is defining a vision. So you need to figure out based on some planning horizon, what it is that you want to achieve. Most of us know generally, well, we would like to, you know, have a job with more responsibility, maybe with people management responsibility. Someday I would like to be chief product officer in a company, whatever it is, but without a plan to get there, without these intermediate steps, without doing a gap analysis and figuring out what I need to do to put myself in a position to execute that roadmap. We just kind of hang out and we're reactive. We wait for the environment to force us. That's what happens with most people. Yeah. It's kind of like when we're, when we're working on our product, we're, if we only focus on enhancement requests we get from customers, our product doesn't move forward. That's it. It, It's not strategic. You are reactive. And that is certainly a pattern I've seen in my career and my consulting practice. Uh, Product managers that are purely reactive, they are waiting for triggers from the environment Uh, that come from all different directions. They are pulling their hair out, trying to react to them when they should be taking a couple of steps back, defining a strategy, figuring out what they want to achieve, because that's the basis for saying yes, and maybe more importantly, saying no uh, to certain things. So, you know, I saw this virtuous circle where if I apply product management skills to my career, I learn something fundamental about product management, which makes me a better product manager. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it, that is the feedback loop is really good in that way. I was, I've been thinking about, as you've been talking about this, the fact that, you know, we have a sense, an intuitive sense of what a product's life cycle is, you know, sort of version one, version two, version three, but we typically don't have a good intuitive sense of what a product manager's life cycle is, so to speak. You know, maybe whether it's a career progression from junior PM to PM to senior PM to director or whatever. Can you talk a little bit about how we should think about that progression or if that's even a good model or maybe there's a better model? No, I think it's an interesting model. I haven't thought of it exactly like that, like the life cycle of your career. We focus on having a career motivation and then having a career roadmap. But certainly you could apply a life cycle model to a career. And what I tell product managers in my courses is that, you know, if I think about growth, maturity and decline, those are things that the market determines. 
And I have to have rules in place to tell me when I'm in growth, when I'm in maturity, when I'm in decline. And to the extent I can, make sure that uh, I am making decisions that influence those things. Sometimes it's great to just sit in maturity. Uh, in product, we call that a cash cow, and that can fund other things that I might want to do. It's important to know that I'm entering into decline, and sometimes that's all right. At the end of our careers, uh, a lot of people decide that, hey, this thing is in decline, and it's time for me to go fishing or to completely change what I do. So I think that can be a powerful model. So all that is dependent on having a set of goals and objectives. Only then can you determine whether you are growing, whether you're at maturity. And you know, with a product, a product manager's job is to kind of loop through those stages as many times as they can. When you detect that your product is in decline, you either decide to let it go or you decide, you, know, you put a plan together, how do I get back to growth? And that, can, that is very applicable to a career, any right. career, certainly in product management. If you have a set of objectives, you can see, hey, I'm not meeting these objectives. I am in decline. Now I need to act. What do I need to do to get back to the growth that I would like to see? Right. And you, can, you often would pivot to a new product or create a new offering in the market. You know, changing jobs would be a way that you might implement that as a product manager or... Yeah, absolutely. And so... Greg, I think you've taken a lot of these ideas and you are putting them into this new offering. I'm not sure exactly, career.pm. And for the listeners, career.pm is actually a, a URL. You can type that into your browser and you'll get to uh, Greg's new site. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. And I know you're working, it's not just you, you're working with Daniel Zacharias, I believe, who couldn't come on the podcast. And maybe you can start talking a little bit about the career.pm project or effort or offering, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it, it, it is an offering. I think it would probably be classified as a service mm -hmm. as much as anything. And so, you know, if the problem is that people aren't approaching their careers holistically, strategically, we have put together an offering that encourages them uh, to think strategically about their career and then offers them a lot of the resources they need to grow based on their individual needs. So we help product managers just become more effective product managers and then use those skills to manage their career. So you sign up. Uh, I think the cornerstone of our offering at this point is coaching. We assign you an experienced coach. And all this is done as like a six-month package. You buy a package that has everything you need to develop yourself. So you would get a coach. You would define this career motivation. That is the vision, goals, and objectives, the ends you would like to achieve. You put together a strategy to achieve those things. Then we convert that into a career roadmap that shows, you know, for a given planning horizon or investment horizon, uh, what you would like to see in terms of progression in your position. So maybe in a year, I would like to be a senior PM. 18 months later, or two years later, I would like to be in a director position with people responsibility. And at the end of five years, I would like to be a serious candidate for a chief product officer at maybe mm -hmm. a scale up or something. So you define that, we document it. And that's another, you know, really 
important moment. It changes the way you look at your career when you see it plotted out on a roadmap. All of a sudden, there's pressure on you uh, to look at you know what you're going to have to do to develop. So in our career roadmap, it's you know a timeline like all roadmaps. Below there are milestones that show your progression in terms of your career ladder, and above that, we show development milestones. So if in 18 months you want to be managing a small team, it's probably a good idea in the next six months to take some training on managing people. If you want to move to a consumer-oriented business and you're in B2B, there's a delta there. You need to start looking at the kinds of KPIs and even technologies. A lot of consumer products these days are delivered as a service, SaaS. So there is a gap there that you need to fill. Right. And if you want to pivot your career into a new technology as well, you know, that you might feel your current your current space is declining or not interesting and you want to get into a new technology as a senior PM or whatever it might be, you might need to learn machine learning or something like that. Yeah, that's an interesting point. We have developed a model where we look at what we call building blocks of, you know, just being a product manager. One of the building blocks is product competency. You need to understand how products get built, taken to market, all that stuff. And that is a lot to learn. You can't just read a book on it. You have to live it. That's plenty of work. There is also technical knowledge that you need. So you don't need to be a technician per se, but you need to understand the technology that you can use to solve people's problems, how technology trends are going to impact your markets. Uh, there is domain knowledge that you need. That's mm-hmm. the third building block. And, you know, that can be based on a vertical and industry like fintech or something that can be something like online payments. And the fourth building block is soft skills. So you need to look at those four things. And for the next opportunity, we have uh, coaches, as we call them, who would like to become technical product managers. Well, they need to have really good product competency. They probably need to have great technical knowledge. So that is one way uh, to identify these gaps and prepare people to meet their career objectives. Right. I think you've been piloting this project for a, a little while. And what have you learned so far with your pilot? Wow. We have learned so much. So I had done coaching in the past, never at this scale. We have about 15 people in our pilot. It started at the end of October and should end for most of them this month. So we've seen patterns emerge, which was gratifying. So there are some people who are really primarily focused on the job search. So we have a bunch of resources, resume reviews, mock interviews, a bunch of stuff they can read and do to network and address that pattern. Uh, Other patterns just have to do around effectiveness as a PM. Uh, We've seen some more horizontal patterns around brand development. So many product managers, especially if they have a product management job, are not managing their brand the way they would like to. They haven't managed their network the way they should. And I guess that's a little nugget, you know, that I've always known that has been underscored by this process because I've been coaching people who have, you know, things don't look good at their job for the company. And you realize that you can't build a network overnight. You cannot build your brand overnight. 
So if things are good right now at your job, that's great. That's the perfect opportunity to start thinking about how you can make other people aware of you, how you can grow your network so that when you need it, it's there. There's a few things that product managers can do to start focusing on their career. There's probably some books and things. What are some of the reasons that people should really look at career.pm seriously as opposed to some of these other offerings that they might be able to do? Yeah, I think we're taking a holistic approach. And we, you know, the idea was conceived by a product manager. It's being implemented by product managers. We're building a great team of product management experts. So we focus solely on product managers. And actually, we serve three segments. We serve practicing PMs. We can make them more effective and help them manage their careers. We serve aspiring PMs. And I would say the ratio of aspiring to practicing PMs is probably conservatively 10 to 1. For every practicing PM, there are at least 10 people who would like to be PMs. And we also serve organizations who struggle with developing their PMs and in essence outsource that to us. So we take a group of their PMs, run them through the program, integrate some of their practices and principles. So if one of my listeners is managing a group of PMs, they might want to take a look at career.pm to put all of those folks on a faster velocity career growth path. Absolutely. They will grow faster. And there we would focus on the, on an education pattern. So we have clients like that. They're not particularly interested in making their people more marketable. So we probably de-emphasize in those cases, some of the sure. like brand building, or we, you know, couch that in terms of how can you help the organization? How can you help it develop thought leadership? Uh, but we help practicing PMs get more effective and manage their careers. We help aspiring PMs land their first gig and interview with confidence. And then a big kind of side effect of this for organizations is that they get all their product managers using the same set of concepts, the same set of terms. And that in and of itself is super important. Uh, Once everybody has the same expectations of the role, Uh, They're using the same terminology for the same things. Almost just organically, they become more effective. Yeah, that sounds like great hygiene in any case, but often are usually not done. Yeah, a lot of organizations struggle with it. So most of the organizational clients we have right now uh, are mid-sized, let's say a few hundred people at most, and they really struggle with product management. It's kind of an odd discipline anyway, right? We all know that it's very broad, a lot of responsibility, a lot of the skills that you need to be successful. You can't just, you know, take a two day training uh, and make yourself automatically more effective. The people responsible for doing the development of the employees simply don't have the background to create a compelling program for their product managers. So it makes perfect sense to take, you know, the professional development budget they have, let us use that to help their folks once again, get on the same page and become, we hope, radically more effective in terms of driving business results. Right, exactly. And I've talked about on the podcast before about how much 
it's worth to have your product managers more effective. You know, in B two B, as you say, most product managers are worth around ten million dollars of revenue, roughly speaking. And if you make them ten percent more effective, that's a million dollars more revenue. That's a lot. That's a lot of money for an almost insignificant investment. Yeah, and it all flows to the bottom line generally. You know, aside from that small cost of training or or whatever you're doing to get the people more effective. Yeah, and and Nils, I think an analogy there is every dollar a product manager spends on accelerating their career uh, should come back to them. You know, several fold. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're being successful, just kind of being passive and moving along with the current, imagine what you could do if you really got strategic. So for, you know, we say one or 2% of most product managers salary, we can really help them accelerate their career. So I think they're happier, more motivated, mm-hmm. and they move along faster. And you can do, a, you know, with a set of assumptions, you can do a calculation around that about how much this investment is likely to return. Right, right. Well, that's fantastic. I think this is uh, something that the discipline has been waiting for, this kind of product management approach to product management careers. So I think it's very exciting, the fact that you've launched this career.pm site and that people can now sign up for it or organizations can sign up for it. And when product managers get better, we all benefit because that means there's better products in the market. So I'm very excited about it. So Greg, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate getting all this information about career management for product managers and of course, career.pm. Where can people go to find out more about your offering, about you? Where would you like people to go? Yeah, just go to career.pm. If you have questions, you can ping us there. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn, and I love to connect with product people. Uh, My last name is pretty distinctive, so I'm super easy to find. I'll put a link to Greg's LinkedIn profile in the show notes. That's great. I'm also uh, one of the admins uh, of a group on Facebook, which was counterintuitive to me. But Facebook has got really great group management facilities. So we have a very vibrant community that's growing very quickly. And uh, the group is called Product Manager, pardon me, Product Management. There's more than one. So look for the one where, you know, you see me as an admin. Uh, And yeah, really great discussions are happening there. And we have a presence on LinkedIn and other places. So I think we're pretty easy to find. That's great. And I'll put a link, as I mentioned, to career.pm, to Greg's LinkedIn, to the product management group that he mentioned on Facebook. And you'll find all those links at alltheresponsibility.com slash 55. That's where the show notes will be. And so this is great, Greg. I really appreciate you sitting down with me. I know it's, uh, well, it's, I guess it's evening there in Berlin. It's early morning here in California. Yeah. Thanks, Nils. I've uh, well, we've known each other for a while. I am genuinely a big fan of the podcast. So it's really been a pleasure to participate. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm th- thanks again for joining. Well, I want to thank Greg again for talking with me about career.pm. I think it's going to be a great resource for product managers as we continue to advance our professionalism and the discipline overall. We mentioned several resources you might want to check out during the episode, and you can find links to these resources as well as links to career.pm, Greg's LinkedIn profile, 
and the Facebook product management group Greg manages at alltheresponsibility.com slash 55. You will also find links to subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The great benefit of subscribing is you get new episodes automatically when I release them, which is usually, but not always, once a week on Tuesday or Wednesday morning, depending on how the weekend went. Your recommendations, ratings, and reviews help other product managers and innovators find the podcast, so it really helps me out if you do go and rate or review the podcast on iTunes or by clicking the recommendation button in your podcast player of choice. There's more on the show notes page as well, such as how to get in touch with me directly, a comment section, I'd love to hear from you, a link to my book, and more. This has been episode number 55 of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. Thanks for listening, and until the next episode, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye. We have ignition.